0: All right, I want you to notice in verse 9 of First Peter chapter 2, it says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, we like that first part there where it talks about us being a chosen generation. We like to throw that in the Jews' face and things like that. But notice when we what we've been chosen for is we've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. So sounds like we're supposed to be an example, doesn't it? Sounds like we should be a reflection of something that is good. Now, we weren't always that way. It says, which in time past were not a people, but now are the people of God, which have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. Okay, We don't belong here. This is not where our citizenship is. And so he's beseeching them. He's begging them abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul we are a people that are supposed to be about the spiritual we're supposed to be setting an example and we're made out of the same flesh as everyone else and so he's just saying i'm begging you don't get caught up in these things don't go messing yourself up don't go ruining your testimonies because he says having your conversation honest among the gentiles that whereas they speak against you as evildoers they may by your good works which they shall behold glorify god in the day of visitation. So we want to make sure when it comes to those on the outside, we want to reflect something that is godly. We want to reflect who we are spiritually as the chosen generation, the royal priesthood, the holy nation, peculiar people. Our life, our testimony, ought to back that up, not just amongst ourselves, but those on the outside ought to see the same thing. And so that's why we submit ourselves to every ordinance of man. For the Lord's sake, Some of the ordinances out there are inconvenient. We don't like them. But we're going to go along with these things. We're going to pay our taxes. Why? For the Lord's sake. Now, we're not going to do something evil. But we're going to do things that aren't evil for the Lord's sake. Because we're trying to make him look good. And it says, "Uh, Whether it be the king is supreme or uh, unto governors, as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well, for so is the will of God, that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. So we don't want to give the enemy ammo. We don't want to be out there just behaving like a fool, acting like an idiot, and giving legitimate things that people on the outside, unsafe people, can be saying about us. That's going to make things difficult for us as Christians. And so we've heard a lot of preaching over the years. Everybody's always preached about having a good testimony. But what I want to specifically talk about tonight is protecting your testimony online. Protecting your testimony online online this is very important because there's a lot of things about our culture that's changing and changing rapidly and one of the things that's changing is how we interact with people. that's that's very different And what one of the things we're seeing and I'm speaking generally here you know I know this isn't the case with everybody but we're seeing less personal face-to-face interaction with people you know out in public but more interaction with people online. you know how many people are like social butterflies? like, in public, and, like, you can't even find them online. And you know how many people are social butterflies online, but they don't even know how to talk to somebody face-to-face. There's a lot of people out there like that, and, you know, we have all know people like that. I've met people before that, you know, I know them from online, and online, you know, they're just talkative, outgoing, and then you meet them in person, and they got the personality of a doorknob. You know, they just, they don't talk, they're quiet, and you're just like, you're different, you know, than what I expected, you know, from your online presence, you know. And and so the thing is, a lot of this interaction with online and social media, I mean, this is pretty new still. And, you know, and so people like me, I'm like a little before the millennial generation. Thank the Lord for that. I'm not technically a millennial. And, you know, I'm I'm kind of a late bloomer when it comes to a lot of the online stuff. So I've learned a lot of things over the last few years. And, you know, I, listen, I'm going to preach a lot of things tonight. You can probably call me a hypocrite for because because you can find examples of me not doing these things right. And, and I'm just saying, I'm just going to be honest, I just learned these things the hard way. Because when it came to this new world of social media and online interaction, I've made a lot of mistakes just because I didn't really know how to deal with it. See, as a society, you know, my generation, we've kind of learned how to interact with each other. We know how to act. When we're, you know, we know how to act when we're in public. I know how to act around people. I've been around people my whole life. You know, I grew up in church. You know, I've worked jobs where I'm around a lot of people. I've, I've done sales jobs. I know how to interact. I know how to talk with people. I've gone soul winning my whole life. I know how to communicate. I know how to read body language. I know how to read social cues. I got all that stuff down. And so when I'm out and about and I'm in public, I get along with people great. But I don't always online. Because Online, you know, I'm a little behind when it comes to a lot of these things. And I've definitely sent a lot of wrong messages. I've definitely miscommunicated. I've definitely misunderstood things. And it often creates problems. An example where this happens too, you know, something I've learned over the years, uh, is through texting, for example. Like I have seen many times where texts have been taken the wrong way. You know, there's a lady we used to know that my wife always had to be very careful how she texted this lady because she took everything bad. Everything. And now why was she like that? Because that's she took everything that was said, how she was in her own heart. Okay, And when you take everything that people say about you in a bad way and you interpret it in a really negative way, it's because you're a very negative person. But at the same time, you know what, we can't fix people like that, but at the same, we don't want to be creating problems, so it's like you always had to be very careful how you worded things with her. Otherwise she'd lose her mind. And it was super annoying and bugged the tar out of me. I hate stuff like that. And a lot of people, they, they read things wrong. It, it's a big problem in the world today, and that's why we have things like emojis. You know? Because our vocabulary is not expanding in this world of communication, is it? It's not expanding at all. And because of that, you know, we're using less and less words and kind of going back to caveman, you know, language with just grunts and things like that and noises. But because of that, it's real easy to interpret a text in many different ways. And a lot of times people get it wrong. It's happened with husbands and wives before. But, you know, over time, with certain people, you kind of learn their writing style, their texting style, and you don't take things wrong as much. But online you don't always know those people and there's always a lot of problems. So there's a lot of conflict in the online world. Is there not? Has anybody ever seen Facebook drama? You ever heard of Facebook drama? Anybody ever seen that before? <laughs> okay, if you've been on Facebook, you know exactly what that is. And you know, and I I think I think as time goes on, I think that kind of thing will get better and become you know, more rare, because I do think we're learning how to communicate better. But you know, there's people like me who are behind on these things, and then I come in and I kind of start the trouble over again, you know, because I'm behind the curve and trying to learn how to communicate. I didn't know you weren't supposed to do that. I didn't know that that like triggered everybody. You, know, you just you, you learn these things, and it's something you gotta you gotta watch out for. And so for the most part, yeah, we know how to act and communicate with people in person. At least I do. My generation does. But online, it, those people skills don't always transfer to the online world. And some of you who know how to communicate in the online world, often your people skills online don't transfer to the real world. And we need to be able to do we need to do good in both. And so I'm hoping in this message, you know, when, that I can help when it comes to how you behave online and how you deal with others online. And I think understanding certain truths. Could, you know, help us out and help us avoid some great mistakes that could possibly do some great damage. And I could preach a lot of messages on this. I, I'm hoping to only preach one, but I might want to, I might end up preaching more on this. We'll just see what happens. Let's see if I can get the main points across and hopefully help you. We'll see what happens in this message. But I do believe this is important to hear because I, it's important that I preach this here because one thing I have no desire to do as a pastor, I do not want to do, I don't want to police people's online activity. You understand that I, I I don't want to do that, okay? I don't want I, I'm not gonna uh, uh, have somebody in this church. I'm not gonna point them to the position of spying on everybody online and seeing what y'all are liking and not liking and saying and then tattling to me. Okay? I don't want to do that, okay? But at the same time, too, here's something that you all need to understand. Okay, while I plan on leaving you alone with what you do online. If what you do online starts affecting our church's testimony, then be prepared. I'm going to preach to you like a fire, and folks, man, it ain't going to be pretty okay? because you're going to start making our church look bad. And that I'm not cool with that. Okay, if you know if Austin wants to make Austin look like an idiot on the online world, oh well. But if Austin makes Liberty Baptist Church look bad, we got a big problem. You know, you're a dictator. You have no, you know, it's none of your business what we do online. It is if it starts affecting our church. And if we look like this church is full of a bunch of jerks and knuckleheads and keyboard warriors and peanut gallery, all that, I don't want that. I don't want that happening. And if that sort of kind of stuff starts happening, be prepared for some messages. Because I'm telling you, the stuff that I see online, I mean, the, the, the stupidity, folks, this you know, this 2020 has brought out the worst in our entire country. But the stupidity that it has pulled from Facebookers is just beyond my comprehension. The amount of dumb that I have seen this year, it just boggles my mind and it is just destroying my faith in humanity. And, you know, and I've and I, I have, I have been on a campaign for a long time and I'm continuing to every day unfollow people and unfriend people and block people. Why? Because I can't handle all the stupid that I'm saying and I don't want, I don't always know these people's backstories. I'll say a little more about that later. I don't know if there's somebody who really needs to be rebuked or helped. I, all I know, I don't have time to help all these people. I don't. And so I just don't want to see these things because I'm going to be tempted to just be responding to stupidity all the time. And I don't have time for that. Because when I respond to stupidity, I tend to get in the flesh. And I don't want to ruin my testimony. So I'm telling you, man, I'm taking advantage of this unfollow and unfriend thing on there. And I'm doing it like, I'm not following that many people anymore. I can go through my Facebook feed and it ends now. It, it does. It didn't used to do that. It does now where it's like, oh, I don't to scroll through. Because I'm not following that many people because most of my friends on Facebook are stupid or at least appear to be stupid. Alright, you say that's really mean. I'm sorry, but that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing stupidity on a level I never imagined. And But at the same time, too, I might be misreading some of that. And so I gotta, I, I, hopefully these things will help you. So, some things you need to remember when interacting with people online. Turn to on Matthew chapter 18 and verse 15. So, and again, I said, I don't want to police things, but I do want to make sure that you all know that if there is any indication on what you do online, that you go to this church, you need to take that into consideration. You need to think about that and remember that what you do now affects this church. And if you want to act like a fool, go to an anonymous account, make them a new name, and then go straighten everybody out. But don't do it when it's attached to our church. Don't do that. You'll embarrass me. You'll embarrass this whole church. So, uh, in Matthew chapter 18, verse 15, it says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. Now, folks, I just need to talk about this for a while. But look, right here we're getting a very clear, detailed explanation of how to deal with conflicts with people. And I want to submit to you that what is going on today, thanks to the social media world, is an absolute opposite of what Jesus Christ himself laid out when it comes to how we deal with things. And one thing you need to understand... When it comes to dealing with people, right? Somebody who does you wrong, somebody who is wrong, you know how you deal with them. First, you do it privately, privately. And I get it. You don't like what that person said on their Facebook post. In fact, they might have even bashed you. You know what that was? They faulted you. You know they, they're wrong, and what they did. Deal with them privately. That's what we see here. We see him doing it privately, but you understand when immediately you go online and you're dealing with it on Facebook or whatever, you're taking it to the church. And what I mean by that, the congregation, everyone. You're just I mean you're going beyond the congregation because you're doing it to the whole Facebook world where everyone can see it. And do you think for one second that you have any chance of reconciling anything when the first thing you do is you just blast it all over the internet. Now pride, because he, God knew what he was talking about when he laid these things out. Because if me and Aaron, if we have some kind of dispute, if he does something that I don't like, and he's in the wrong, if I go and I just blast him on Facebook right away, you know what? Everybody sees it, and you know what that's going to do? That's going to cause pride to set in. Pride is going to set it, and pride hurts a lot of things. You can say, well, it shouldn't have pride. Hey, we all struggle with it, folks. I I get it. We should all be humble. But you know what? We all struggle with these things. So if we can avoid some of these problems in human nature, we can if we'll do what Jesus said to do. So the thing is, if I go and I privately, and I say, Aaron, that post that you did, not only was it wrong, it was stupid, man. Dude, you made yourself look like an idiot when you said that, and you were wrong. You know, I said, and this is, you know, it, I, now that hurts, okay? If, if I tell you, man, that was the dumbest thing I ever saw in my life, it, that's not going to make you feel good. But if you know, hey, this is between me and him, and there's a way that you can make it right, then you know what? It is still going to be a little humbling, isn't it? But how much worse would it be, okay? And you all think about how you would feel if I came up to you and I did that to you privately. Pride's going to set in even with that. And it was it's going to make it difficult to swallow your pride. But if I can prove to him he's wrong and show him, look, here's where you're wrong, man. You know what he can do? He can go quietly, delete that. He can quietly get rid of it. We can make it right. Everything's fine. But once I've gone out there and I just blast him online, okay, as soon as the drama starts... Uh, don't get me going on these people. The screenshot people come out. All right? You know, the surveillance people, you know, the CIA that, you know, keeps track of everything. Uh, you got, folks, let me tell you something about the new IFB online keyboard warriors. They're nuts. All right? They're absolutely nuts and they're embarrassing. And I had somebody send me a massive file of screenshots of some guy one time. that I didn't know the stuff about him. And I'm like, you know, what's wrong with this guy? Never ask that in the new I B world. Because somebody's going to tell you. Well, like, I, I didn't know everything. I, 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 you know, he volunteered. I thought it was okay. And I got a whole file sent. And I'm looking through all this stuff. I mean, just a ton of screenshots with all these messages. And I'm thinking, who took the time to get all these screenshots? These things were over months of time. And I just, I called that guy up and I said, listen. I had no idea that you were on the outs with the new IFB. And let me tell you, a whole file has been sent my way. I said, if you want, I'll judge this situation. And if you convince me that you're okay, I'll defend you. But I really don't want to go through all those screenshots and read all of those and have you answer for all those things. I really don't want to do that. And if, if you think there might be a problem or maybe there might be some legitimate... You know, would you be willing to maybe just step down? From it? And he did. He had a real gracious attitude about it, and I, I appreciated that. And I don't know. I never I never, I never, never looked at all that stuff. He might be everything they say. I'll never know. I've deleted that file. I don't care about it. But I will say, he at least impressed me with how he responded to that, where those other people creeped me out. Good. Now, I, I guarantee, I'm telling you, people have got files on me already. They've got files on me. Saving that stuff, and, and you all know that's how it is. You all know that's how that works. You know, as soon as you go, you know, somebody goes and just blast somebody online, everybody's watching now, everybody's paying attention. And if you think that that's going to help somebody humble themselves and get things right, you're crazy. You're not trying to help them, you're not trying to make things right, you're trying to hurt that person, you're trying to humiliate that person, and that's not right. And let me tell you something any coward. Can confront somebody online any coward can do that let me tell you it was a lot different back in the day when you had to go and you had to go face to face with that person and say hey here's a problem and you because you know what you don't get to throw accusations in the when you're face to face with the guy he could punch you in the notes He can lay hands on you. He can fight back. But we got these mousy, little, skinny, queer, little millennials that are out there today. They can say whatever they want to the toughest guy in the world because they're hiding in their mom's basement behind their keyboard under anonymous accounts. And let me tell you, you're not bold when you called that guy out. Let me see you do it to his face, in his presence, in private, where he can beat the snot out of you and there's no witnesses. Let me see you do it then. And then I'll be impressed with you. But let me tell you something about these people are always blasting everybody online and just rebuking them before all. First thing, they would never do it face to face. That's not how they deal with things. And let me tell you, you're not impressive, you're a coward, you stink. And we've seen this too. I mean, just the other day, there's a guy who decided this, you know, figured, you know, found a clip, proves some preacher's a heretic, and instead of going and confronting him. He it all over social media. I'm like, shouldn't you con- confront And then he goes to confront him, and it's like harassing the guy. Well, he said I should confront him. He said I should do something. You do that first. Dude, you've already announced the guy's a heretic. Now, pride set in. You're not going to, yeah, after I did the biblical thing and I confronted him first, I found out he's not a heretic. You think you're going to do that? Yeah, I know why you think you don't have any pride, but that's not what's going to happen. There's a reason Jesus gave this method, this method. It's a way we can get pride out of the way because pride obstructs everything. It makes everything difficult. And But today, people just love to just go, first thing, go online and just blast it all over. That's not how these things work. There are many benefits to face-to-face, private conversation. One, you're less likely to miscommunicate. You realize how much we communicate by our facial expressions? Do you realize how much we communicate by our body language? There's a lot of things that we communicate. We've all learned over time to see these things and understand these things. But when I just do a short, typed-out message, there's a good chance you might miscommunicate or misunderstand it. That happens all the time. It happens all the time where people take things wrong. But there is, there, you know, and emojis don't solve all that. They don't. Tone of voice. Okay? It's hard to show tone of voice in our language. Again, because remember, our language is shrinking. We're not using more words. We're using less words. So understand, there's a reason Jesus said do it this way. It's better. You know, you're going to be, when you're face to face, you're going to be much less likely to act like an idiot. And it's easier to keep pride out of the equation. So your response post, your comment on someone else's post, or on someone else's video does not count as a private confrontation. Oh, I confronted that person. I confronted this preacher. Yeah, on your anonymous comment you left on a YouTube video. Yeah, you confronted this guy. Yes, when you left the comment on his Facebook wall. That's not a private con- that's not a private confrontation. Folks, there's a lot of benefits to just dealing with things privately first. I don't want to say what it is with the pulpit. I heard a rumor recently about a church that I knew about, a really bad rumor that was it's going all over online. And when I heard about it, I was mad and I kind of believed it. I never said anything. And I went and I contacted somebody from that church. I private messaged them. And I said, hey, what's up here? Because I saw the situation. I thought, you know what? I'll bet it could be something else. Because I typically think the best. And even though I don't completely agree with what this church did, the best that I thought is actually what it was. And he confirmed it to me. And was very thankful that I confronted him and I asked him privately about it. And he gave me permission to share, you know, what and I said I don't I don't think it would really benefit to add extra attention to the situation right now. But I was really glad I did. Like, you know what, I'm glad I didn't go sharing some of these posts that were out there. I'm glad I didn't you know go put my two cents and add that. I'm really glad I dealt with this privately first because here's the thing too, in this particular situation, if I would have said something first, publicly, there's I believe there's still some fault in what this church is doing, but it is nothing like people are saying. There's still some fault. It would you know what I would have done if I'm just typical idiot, proud, jerk, I would have just focused on where they're still wrong and not admitted. I was factually wrong in what I originally said because that's what everybody does. Anytime you get called out for being wrong, you know what? Because we're always wrong with other sinners, it's always you can always find something else. I know I called this guy a heretic and said that he believes this doctrine, and I know he just proved that he doesn't. But you know what? He's wrong on this over here too. That doesn't justify what you just said about him. Okay, that, that's that's ridiculous, and so. Dealing with these things privately, it helps you avoid that. And so, yeah, your, your private confrontation, your, your you know, response post, you correcting them two times, that doesn't count as your first and second admonition. And it is amazing how quick people get to the first and second admonitions. I mean, you got new IFB Punk and his anonymous YouTube account that goes and literally will send a private message to some preacher somewhere and like, try to correct them two times. You know what? I gave them two admonitions, first and second admonition, reject. Okay, well, first off, who are you? You know, and, and I'll say more about that in a little bit, but it's just amazing who these people think they are. So it's amazing that they think anyone should be accountable to them. And so you gotta understand, there is a time and a place for public rebuke. But there are a few things you need to understand, okay? Look, there is a time for public rebuke. There is. In fact, the time. But let me ask you, here's a few questions you need to ask yourself. One, are you in any position to be confronting someone? Okay. That, that's something you need to think about. Are you in a position to do that? Is there any reason or you ha- have you done anything that proves that you are someone that anyone should take serious? Now, you need to think about that for a minute. Because here's what's happening... All the time in the new IP world. You'll have a pastor. You'll have somebody in a legitimate position who has a legitimate reason to maybe call somebody out and confront somebody and to deal with something publicly. But then you have the multitude of nut job peanut gallery idiots that then go and do the same thing. And then they go and they're just hammering these preachers they're just hammering all these people and then demanding these preachers responded. Hey, punk, you wouldn't have even known anything is wrong had the pastor not said something about it. Who are you? Why, what, you, know, you, you know, some of these people that come after me just demanding I give response. Who are you? I, I don't know you. Why should I listen to anything that you have to say? Are you in any position to be confronting someone? Were you involved in that situation? Did it have anything to do with you? This conflict that's out there that your life stinks so bad that you've decided that you now have something to live for and it's to bring justice to this situation in another state, in another place with somebody you've never met in the person. Let me ask yourself, what business do you have confronting them? Who are you? What credentials do you have? What do you have to bring to the table? What do you have to offer? What solutions do you bring? And then who are you? What have you done? Are you somebody who has a history of solving conflicts? Are you somebody who has proven that you actually know what you're talking about and that you can be trusted doctrinally? Or are you just an echo chamber for somebody else who didn't even ask you to be an echo chamber? Are you just somebody who's some basement dweller that's just lifted up with pride and you're just convinced that you know all this stuff and you're just out there to make sure the world knows how desperately your opinion is needed? Is that all you are? Because just understand, if you don't... if you if you're not in any position, if you have no track record, no history, then why would anyone listen to you? Because I'm right. Okay, great. You're right. But why would I listen to you? I, I, there, there's no reason for that. If you're not in any position, if you have no reason for anyone to trust you, did you know this is America, you can still run your mouth. Hey, you know what? You can go on there and whatever situation some pastor told you, you you know, is somebody's in the wrong. If you want, go ahead, punk, insert your two cents. Say what you have to say about it. Run your mouth. Let everybody know how smart you are. But you know what? Can you at least have the maturity? Can you at least have the decency? Could you at least have the brains to not get offended when no one cares? If you, if you could at least do that, you know what? I'll leave you alone. Great. I, I'm one more person letting them know that they're wrong. Great. I don't care. I really don't care. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah, the one person that confronted them, they got 47 likes and their comment. You got zero. <laughs> you got one. You got one from your wife. You know, that don't even count. I always tell my wife, when people are coming after me, please don't defend me. Like, it makes me look bad and it's my wife. defending. me. <laughs> That's just how I feel about it. But, you know, it, it, it doesn't count. Okay, the wife's going to side with her husband. So, it, 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 doesn't even, it doesn't even need to be said. That's the way I feel about it. But, you know, when, so when you, because here's the thing, too, when you insert yourself in situations, okay, and watch this, folks, in the new IFB, there's always drama, there's always conflict, okay? Please, don't embarrass me. Okay, don't embarrass me. If you want to do a secret account, nobody knows it's you. By all means, go on there and run your mouth if you feel led to do that. But remember, if you are acting like an idiot, you're making our church look bad. And I'm, I'm not even—I won't snipe you from the pulpit. You know, I'll—I'll I'll just full-blown call you out from the pulpit. Especially you act like some of these railers that are out there. Said, so, I mean, a lot of these people too. I've—I've I've seen you know they—they they don't go to any churches. Some of them do. Some of them do, and I don't know all their backstories. And so I try not to judge the churches too harshly, but I think stuff. I try not to hold it against them, but I definitely think stuff. And I don't want people thinking what I'm thinking about their church is about our church. And they will if if you're acting the fool out there online. Because see, when you do this, when you're inserting yourself, and then you're getting mad that nobody's paying attention, and and not everybody's going to... A lot of you probably won't even get this reference, but I couldn't think of a better illustration. You're nothing more than a gomer pile trying to make a citizen's arrest, that the only people that are going to listen to you are the Hicks and Mayberry that don't like Barney. Does anybody get that reference? I couldn't think of a better reference. What, man, you guys... I mean, see my kids, right? You know, they, they know it. Barney did an illegal U-turn. Gomer Pyle got mad because he had just gotten a ticket. So he went after Barney yelling, citizen's arrest for calling him out. And he was, like, getting the whole town mad at Barney for doing something illegal and trying to get him in trouble. And, of course... Everybody who's mad at Barney for giving them tickets is all going to be all on board with that. But here's the thing. It's Gomer Pyle. He has no authority. Okay? And the truth is too, okay, I get it. All right, let's say, you know, some pastor gets mad at me and he calls me out. And then you got, you know, Joe YouTube out there that has done nothing with his life. He goes out there and he's calling me out and running his mouth. You know who's going to like his junk and pay attention to him and give him credibility? People who already don't like me. That's all there is to it. Okay? He hasn't changed one person's mind. But he's one more voice to people who don't, who already don't like me. So understand that. If you are the YouTube punk or the Facebook punk that's out there inserting themselves in all the drama... If you are getting any support, it's not because you've changed anyone's mind. It's not because you've contributed anything to the situation. It's because you are just one more voice saying what somebody else already agreed with and you're not important, you don't matter, you contributed nothing to the situation. You are a gomer pile. So I don't like that. And you know what gomer piles are queer in real life. So I'll just throw that on there too. Uh, I don't just, just, just to add to it, just pour some salt in the wound. All right, but the, folks, this is just reality, and you've got to understand that. And I said, I know, I, I get it, man. You want to get in the fight, okay? You want to get in the fight, but you know what? When you're out there, and I don't know who the big fighters are today, if you're watching the UFC championship, you might be seeing that, and you're like, you know what? I could beat up that guy. Okay, great, but some of you are so dumb you think they should let you just go in the ring and fight in the championship. But no, before you get to do that, you know what? You're going to have to fight some other guys first, and you're going to have to prove yourself, and you have to work your way up. And you want to go out there? All right, people from Liberty Baptist Church, let me tell you something. If you want to go out, and you want to go you're hammering other pastors that are out there, good pastors even when they're wrong. You want to go toe-to-toe with these guys? You want to fight with these guys and want people to respect you and pay attention to what you have to say? You go prove yourself first. Go do something first. Go do one-tenth of what some of these guys have done before you go blasting them. Go actually pastor a church for six months before you put your two cents in and act like people ought to pay attention to your fight you got going on. When you're going to go make a video exposing that guy... Before you, if you want to do it, nobody can stop you from doing it. But you know what? At least, why don't you, before you do that, if you want anybody to respect you, go accomplish something first. And nothing makes me more sick than to watch a guy who's unqualified to be a pastor, someone who's never done a thing. Some of these people haven't even been off drugs for five years, and they hear another pastor attack a pastor, and then what do they do? They jump on the bandwagon, and what do they do? They're attacking too. You stink. You stink, and you know what I have? I can't stop you from doing what you're doing, but I have no respect for what you have to say. Let me tell you, people like that that's doing all this stuff, I got them marked. I got them down in my book. And I got them deleted from my Facebook. I'm unfollowing these people. I'm blocking these people. These people are an embarrassment. I don't want to be associated with them in any way. They are an embarrassment. And they make all these things worse. They make everything worse. So there is a time. Boy, imagine what would have happened if back in Paul and Peter's day, when Paul and Peter had their conflict, if we'd have had Facebook back then, if we'd have had these new eye of beers out there, these I'm so new eye of beers inserting their two cents. You know, Paul, do you think Peter's a reprobate? Paul, you know, do you think Peter, is Peter even saved? You know, if i mean, oh, what's going on here? If they'd have gotten, if they'd have gotten themselves involved and had a platform and had something to say, they'd have gotten so ugly, when Peter's writing about Paul later, he wouldn't have been saying, our beloved brother Paul. You know, at some point they got things right if the new IFB would have got involved in the situation with the Apostle Paul and John Mark let's, they would have made sure John Mark got reprobated they would have it would have been so bad John Mark would have looked at that and be like you know what it was tough it was tough taking the rebuke from the Apostle Paul I got a lot of respect for that man I've always looked up to him but man you know we got a disagreement here. You know, I, I think he's wrong in this situation. If he would have had all these clowns attaching themselves to the apostle Paul and just hammering them, you're a reprobate, John Mark. You're a quitter. You stink. I knew you were an infiltrator from day one. I knew that you were bad. I had you, Mark, from the beginning. Wait till you see the file I'm about to release about you on Facebook. If John Mark would have heard all that stuff, he'd be like, you know what? I don't ever want to have anything to do with that crowd. I don't ever want to touch that again with the 10-foot pole. And you know what? We wouldn't have seen Paul and John Mark getting right later. We wouldn't have seen Paul writing about him later and telling them to bring him because he's profitable to him. We wouldn't have seen that if we had the same kind of junk and the same kind of stupidity that we have in Christianity today. People that just don't know how to stand. Yes, we see conflict with these guys in the Bible. And you know what? But they dealt with it like men and they deal, didn't deal with it with a mob of lunatics all getting involved, a mob of just unqualified—I mean, poor testimony—I mean, novices inserting themselves into it. They didn't have that, but that's what we have today, thanks to social media. And you better figure out how to op- how to conduct yourself in these things. You better figure out how to act. And so, turn over to Acts chapter twenty-three. I'm not going to—I'm not going to make through this whole message. Acts chapter twenty three, in verse one, and Paul earnestly beholding the council said, "Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God unto this day, for the high priest Ananias commanded them that stood by him to smite him on the mouth. Now Ananias had no right to have Paul smitten on the mouth; he was wrong, and he did it, and it was it wasn't right." Then said Paul unto him, "God shall smite thee, thou whited wall, for sittest thou to judge me after the law, and commandest me to be smitten contrary to the law." Hey, is Paul right about what he's saying here? Yes, Ananias is going against the law, and you know what? Ananias was a whited wall. Okay, I think this was a great insult, you know, and I think it was. I think Ananias had it coming. But look, it says an they that stood by, said, "Revilest thou?" God's high priest, then said Paul, I was not brethren that he was the high priest, for it is written, thou shalt not speak evil of the ruler of thy people. So Paul's like, hey, I didn't know he was the high priest. Because there is certain positions that deserve certain respect. If, a president, if president Obama came in here today, I would get out of here, you skinny little would. The office deserves some respect. Y'all understand that? I might throw him out, but it would be a lot more dignified. Okay, y'all get that? Because because it, it would be a bad testimony for me to act that way, and so I I, I wouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't if I if I met President Trump, I would treat him with respect. I would honor the office, even if I don't care that much for the man, even if I hate some of his policies and what he's done. I respect the office. Why? Because I don't want to be a bad testimony. To, as, as for myself and for this church, so Paul, you know, he's like, hey, I didn't know he was the high priest. And then what does he do? He quotes a scripture. Hey, I know what the Bible says on this. I know what the Bible says. So he's showing, hey, I did this in ignorance. But then notice what it says here. This is interesting. But Paul, when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, "Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee, of the hope and resurrection of the dead. I am called in question." And notice how he brought this up when he realized we got half Pharisees and half Sadducees. And you know what happens? He brings up the resurrection of the dead, which always got the Pharisees and Sadducees fighting. And then that's exactly what happened. They started, all of a sudden the Pharisees, yeah, there's nothing wrong with this guy. He's talking about the resurrection. We've been telling you all the resurrection's true. Ah, no, this guy's garbage. Yo, the resurrection's false. And then they're all fighting with each other. See, Paul knew this crowd so well. You know, I, I think he played him right here is what he did. But here's the thing. In the beginning, though, at the first part of this, he misjudged you know, the individual he was talking to. He didn't realize who he was. And you know, often, it's, it's often very difficult to accurately judge the person you're dealing with online. Because you don't know their backstory. Okay? See, the, uh, Paul didn't realize who he was talking to. You often don't know who you're talking to when you're talking to somebody online. Yeah you, yeah, you see, you can look at their Facebook profile. That doesn't tell you everything you need to know. And how we respond to different statements or questions, how we respond to people often depends on who they are and what we know about them. For example, we're very patient with new believers' dumb questions, aren't we? Because we know they're a new believer. You know, if somebody if somebody gets saved... We get somebody saved and they come to church tonight and I'm talking about the Trinity and they're like, what? I don't understand the Trinity. What's the Trinity? We're not going to call them a heretic. You know, if they get a little confused on that stuff, you know what we're going to do? We're going to help them out on it. You know, we're not we're not going, you know, if somebody just gets saved, you know, they might hear, some, they, they haven't been taught anything, so they might ask some really dumb questions. And you got to be careful. That's why I got out of some of the Facebook groups I was in because there were so many just dumb dumb questions it was just like but then and, and there was a few times i was kind of mean and i got to thinking you know what if these are new believers i don't know who these people are but i just can't handle looking at how dumb some of these questions are and since these people are my responsibility i don't know i just got out of there because i just kept i kept getting tempted i had to leave i just i couldn't handle it anymore but you know i wouldn't do that here why because somebody i, I i've met them I, I know their backstory i know they're sincere you know we're patient. You know we're patient with somebody who has a learning disability. What if somebody has a learning disability? You know we're we're nice to them because we know that online people with a learning disability can get on there. We might not know it. So you sure you want to start calling them names? You, know, you sure you want to call that person a retard? They were acting like maybe they got a maybe they got a disability. You know, and boy, you're going to look like an idiot if you do that. You know, but so you know we're we're patient with somebody who's on the right path and growing. But how do we know if they're on the right path? It's hard to know that if they're online. If it's somebody you don't know on Facebook. So you see, when it, we don't have a lot of this problem when it comes to in-person church because we know who people are. We know their backstory. So we know how to respond. When you get online and you insert yourself in situations and in drama with people you don't know, you're going to get a lot of stuff wrong. And you're going to end up making yourself look really bad. See, we're patient with those that we love. First Peter four eight, and above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. So, when you when you actually love that person, you know you're willing to overlook some stupid. You're willing to have some patience. Like, man, that was a stupid question, but you know I'm going to help him out. You know, and 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 sometimes do you just you get kind of frustrated with people. It's like, are they ever going to figure this out? Really, you're going to ask me that question? I just preached about that last week. All right, You're making me feel like a bad teacher. You know, I may, maybe I am. But you know, at the same time, if I actually love that person, I'll be patient. But you know what? I can act like I'm all loving and everything. But how? tell me, how do you love the person who's only a name and maybe a face, sometimes not even a face, just like a cross or something? All you see is a name and a stupid question or a stupid statement. But did you know behind that name is a person who has a history, who has a story, who has feelings, Who, and we don't know what it is. So maybe we should be pretty careful. And I've seen that too. Like on some of my posts, sometimes people... They don't, they don't understand when it comes to how we are with homos and how we feel about them. And I've seen it before where somebody comes on there and maybe they get triggered by something I said. And then, boy, and I, I had to tell the people, follow me on Facebook, take it easy on people defending homos on my post. You don't know who these people are. They might be a lost family member. They might be uh, a co-worker. It might be somebody that I've been witnessing to. You don't know their backstory. Yeah, but they're wrong. Yes. That's why we try to reach these people. We're trying to help them get right. We're trying to teach them these things. But if you think that they are going to learn and you think that they are going to be enlightened because you called them a faggot, you're crazy. It's not not going to happen. They're going to think, man, these people are nuts. And let me tell you something, and and I'm working on this because I'm preaching myself tonight I have looked like a nut many times because of who I am friends with on Facebook. Y'all I, I, have, I have hurt my testimony many times because of who follows me on Facebook, who follows me on YouTube, and the junk they say, and the things that they do, it has made me look bad. And it's like... But, these people are factually right what they're saying. I get it. They're factually right, but do those things really need to be said? If somebody's fat, do you need to say that they're fat? Is that really necessary? I get it. It's the truth. <laughs> but does it have to be said? I get it. They're, yeah, they're ugly. That's true. You don't have to say that. You no. Know, well, what do we do? We look at these people and we have grace and we have mercy because a lot of them didn't have. They don't have everything that we have. They've not been taught everything that we've been taught. And I've caught myself many times when maybe I've been looking at a friend's post and somebody gets on there and they're lambasting them for something they said. And it's like, you know what? And I've almost went on there to defend my friend. But wait a minute. What if I'm defending my friend against his grandma? You know, what if I'm defending my friend against a family member or a neighbor or a coworker? He's the one that has to live next to that person. And if I go on there Agreeing with him, defending him, while acting like an idiot—who does that create problems for? Creates problems. It doesn't create any problems for me, but it does create problems for him. Do y'all understand that? And that's why you need to be careful about what you insert yourself into. You don't know the backstory. You don't know what all's going on, and so you need to stay out. And folks, these are things that I, I think that I'm learning. I'm learning as I, you know, participate in this world that I often wonder, should I have ever entered that world? I do think there's some great benefits to it. I do think it's a powerful tool if it's used right, but let me tell you something about powerful tools. They can do a lot of damage too, you know, and we've been taught when it comes to guns, for example, you know, I got my first gun when I was 12 years old. I got a shotgun and man, we did the hunter safety course and everything, and one of the biggest things they teach you is to just respect that weapon and understand what it's capable of doing. And they, they gave they gave us all these rules. They they told us every time you pick up a gun, you check to see if it's loaded. If you hand somebody a gun and they hand it back to you, check to see if it's loaded. Always never point a gun at anybody, even if you know it's not loaded. You know, they're telling us all these rules like I already checked it, I know it's not loaded. But Something can happen. And if if you're wrong, you could kill somebody. And it's high time we start respecting what we are capable of doing with social media. There's a great deal of damage that can be done and you shouldn't be reckless with it. You shouldn't be reckless with a gun. You shouldn't be reckless with social media. And it's high time that we learn some of these rules like that and drill them in people's heads and say, you know what, don't get in arguments with people you don't know. Especially on somebody else's post. Yeah. I don't really feel like writing the books for the rules on how to do social media, but you know what? Maybe I should. Maybe I, maybe, somebody needs to do that. And we need to get these things drilled in our head and start saying, hey, you know what? Before you get on social media, you know what? Here's the class you need to take. Because you can do great damage. You need to teach that to your kids. Okay? There's certain things, you know, that kids, a lot of times they just they post dumb things online that you know that could get you in a lot of trouble. Okay? You know, you better make sure your kids understand. You know, don't don't post that video of your sister getting spanked. Do you realize how much damage could be done? It's just spanking. We do it all the time in our house. You know, it's funny. I get it, but it's not funny when you do it on social media. It could wreck your life. There, there's a lot. And folks, that's happened where people just video themselves doing dumb things. They post on social media. You better give your kids a scare talk. And we've, we've given ours scare talks about things. And when they do anything dumb, we give them another scare talk. All right? Jason's he's looking at Yeah, he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> he, he, he's gotten those speeches before. And let me tell you, they're ugly. You know why? Because social media is a great tool in many ways, but it is very dangerous. And just like as a parent, you would. Your kids playing around with a gun in the house, you are you're gonna scare them to death, aren't you? You are going to scare them to death because they could do they could have done great damage. And people, they don't even care about the damage that they can do on social media, and it's like they're out there to do damage. You know what? You're wicked, if that's the case. Sometimes you're just stupid, sometimes you're ignorant, and you just don't realize. But I hope through some of these things we talked about, you'll understand that, you know what, I don't want to be out there doing damage. I don't want to be out there ruining my testimony. And you better not be out there ruining this church's testimony. And you're capable of that today. We got people, they watch everything our church does. Just looking for fault. Just looking for something to expose us with. And you know, and, and the way it is in this, well, we can have one person come in here, and sometimes this happens too. Okay, And this is why I'm, I'm nice to some of these people online that I know go to certain churches that act like idiots. Because it's like, what if they're new to that church? What if they just start? Sometimes people claim that they go to our church that's like, they show up here once a year. There's people here in town like that. There's somebody here, they, they haven't been in this church in about five years. And I got a call from the hospital the other day saying, one of your members is in the hospital right now. And they said, who? And they said their name. And I'm like, they still consider themselves a member here? I, you know, it, it really shocked me. But and so the thing is, I would hate it if that per you know, and this person's older and not on social media and stuff. But I would hate it if that person went and did was just being an idiot online. Yeah, and I go to Liberty Baptist Church. No, they don't. You know, they, you know I, I don't claim them. And let me tell you, if you act like an idiot and you're making our church look bad and everybody's coming after us, you know, I'm not going to claim you. <laughs> you know? And so, you know, don't don't get mad if I'm not defending you when you do something that looks really bad. I'm not going to defend you, especially when you're wrong or you're just out of line or out of place. I'm not defending you. And I don't care if the entire, you know, new IFB goon squad troll of troll of idiots come after you and reprobate you. In every way. I don't care if you get reprobated by the reprobates. If you were acting the fool online, let me tell you something. You're on your own. Because I care about the reputation of this church, and I might throw you I might throw you in hell myself. I mean, depending on what you did. So you better keep these things in mind and, and understand that this isn't just about you today. Some of you are you are, you're connected with this church. And so you better watch what you're doing and and you're going to get stuff wrong. And, folks, I'm preaching to myself tonight. I've gotten a lot of stuff wrong when it comes to that. I've participated in stuff. I've probably uh, encouraged some lynch mobs in the past. I've said things I shouldn't have. I've ripped some people's heads off that didn't have it coming or that didn't deserve it. I, I, I know it, man. I, I, I'm, I'm reflecting. I'm seeing the rampant stupidity that is going on in the online world. And you know what? I'm not just I'm not just up here today just to condemn all of it. I'm up here doing a self-inventory and saying, you know what, you know, I, better, I better watch myself here. And I hope that you all will take warning of these things and watch it because as we, learn, as we learn these things, we're now accountable for them. And, you know, if you see me out there ripping some new believer's head off, now, you know, I should get called out for that because I know better now. But, so, you know, before, I might have done it in ignorance. You know, I did it just, I'm unexperienced in this world and don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, but now okay, I'm sharing with all you so you know it and you can watch yourself because this matters. Our testimony matters. And so... Uh, I'll I'll probably do another follow-up message because there's a lot of other stuff I wanted to get into and just didn't have time. But with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for your goodness to us. I just pray you'll help us, Lord, to understand the world we live in today, understand the dangers uh, of of social media, help us to realize the uh, damage we're capable of doing. And I pray you'll help us to uh, work on these things and to watch and just be careful and to uh, practice some self-control. I pray you'll help us to do things the way you outline the scriptures we can keep pride out of the equation you'll help us to just be able to use these things for good in your name we pray amen let's